0: Essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code BUBBA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with promo code BUBBA at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at manscaped.com. Promo code BUBBA.
1: If no.
2: I even make it. So, what do we, what are, what do Let's you want roll to roll with
1: about? it? I'm, I'll, I'll pose the question. I want your um candid response. Wow. This yeah. is real candid. We're back in action. One and two. My main bitch, Tara right. Clem, is
2: back. I'm your bottom by bitch. By
1: popular demand. You are not. Doesn't that mean that I'm you your could main be, pow- you could be.
2: You could be a uh, power isn't, bottom. Isn't the bottom bitch, though, like the number one?
1: Yeah, it's number one, but I feel uh. like you're. Uh, Maybe your power bottom. Oh. I'll be your Nelly Top. Wow. Uh, welcome to Flapping Gaps with Anna and Terry. We have a kind of a revolving door of uh, of broads. We got Krista Diaco last time and Carrie.
2: Yeah, I was traveling. How did that go?
1: Um, it went really, really, really What'd well. What did you
2: guys talk about? I haven't heard it yet. Oh,
1: you know what? Like when you talk five, six hours a day, it kind of all goes together. Yeah. We definitely talked about, I, I, we didn't talk about the beauty shit anymore. I think we, I think we talked more about like marriage and soulmates and stuff. Terry is very like astrologically inclined. Mm-hmm. So I asked her a lot about, almost said like my zoology, but I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> so words are hard. It's that definitely astrology is what I meant to yes. say. Um, but it went really well. Um Christa, what, it, what Go ahead. I was just gonna say we, we all had a, a little a girl chat thread this weekend. I don't know how much we can disclose, but it, it just Krista got into a little had a little boo boo accident.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was on that thread. Yes, okay. you were. Bless her heart. Is
1: she not a gangster? <laughs> she's like the like smallest, tiniest, the most coolest, du- beautiful, cool. I but mean, like most susceptible to car accidents, woman I've ever met.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hasn't she like gotten in like Ferrari wrecks? <laughs> yes, and yeah. you the,
1: know f- the rest of the Ferrari showed it before the cops did. Meaning like Dan and and oh, Jay. I bet. I'm sure <laughs> everybody in the <this> sure. scene.
2: <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, squad or the whole yeah, the whole
1: family, the whole mob. Just kidding. Pretty much. Um. No. So I'm I. I'm happy to do it the more the merrier.
2: Like, sure. if we can get all
1: four of us, that'd be oh, great. that'd be great. Uh, They're
2: but, cool. Uh, what I, You know, first of all, I think you and I are both very empowering to other women. A lot of women are haters. They want to tear women down, judge women. I love that you're not like that. And I love that they are not like that. They're yeah. both very successful, or at least very we hide it well. <laughs> I'll I mean, speak for myself. <laughs> I, mean, I try to. I think I've. You, you know, <laughs> the older you get, the more you you um, actually get joy from seeing people live their best life. Right. You know, or even you if can you at don't, least yeah. Go ahead. Even if you don't know them, like I really, I know that sounds corny. Yeah. But I really do love to see people flourish. I really do. Uh, I'm like, do I agree with that statement? I do. If if
1: I like the person and we're close and stuff, I still feel here's the thing that I that's been happening to me as I get older is the hate. I don't want to say hate, but whatever that the, the rage that I feel in my heart, whether it be jealousy or envy, like the ugly emotions, anger. I go, this is a you problem. Like all right. the self-development. If I have any of those visceral reactions, I go, yeah, this isn't them. This is a you problem. Well,
2: at least you know that.
1: So I go, you know, because sometimes that will happen. I'll see something that evokes uh, an ugly emotion. And I just go, yeah, this isn't them. This is you. Time to go back to the drawing board. Maybe say some more
2: self-affirmations. Yes. Maybe do some meditation. Yes. Maybe go on a, a walk. Have a gratitude journal. Get some candles going. Go outside. Have a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Even like as as silly as like a green light. If I'm driving and a green light. I'm like, "Ah, thank you for the green light." Like it's just constantly <laughs> I've programmed myself that's awesome. on it. It's been a, it's it's a work in progress and mm-hmm. you know, nothing's is. 100%, right? You're not a robot. So you still have those feelings, but it's just redirecting them in a positive way because if you hold on to anything negative, that's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm-hmm. Like it's not healthy. So no. once you get to that point, it's so liberating. And, you know, even if I don't care for somebody, I don't ever want anything bad to happen to them. I just that doesn't give me any satisfaction like at all. I have no no revenge. None of that. I'm not wired like that at all. In Wish fact, it's, it's, it's polar. I mean, it, again, it, yeah. it, it's a lot of it is just, you know, uh, time and uh-huh. and developing yourself. I really work hard at that every day. I and mean, like you said, really it's a practice. Do. Like there's never going to be a set end. It's date not a destination. It's a journey. Yeah, and you know, it's it's progress, not perfection, yeah. with everything. Yeah, and I think once though you get to that place internally, then it's almost like the lens that you're looking through. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you lead with positivity and love, and I know this sounds corny as shit, especially for the the Bubba Army yeah. and, and everyone listening, but once you you choose to to view through that lens. Your life changes and all these things like, again, it's been, I'm really into self-development though. And I've, I'm I'm like cerebral. I love, I love to read. I love knowledge. I love documentaries. I love all of that. And I love um, self-improvement books. I love business books. I've just always enjoyed that. Even as a, as a kid, like Mm -hmm. I've I've always been wired like that. But once you really start like, like your journey, Mm -hmm. it, Like good things start happening. So probably 15 years ago, I would say maybe longer, um, you know, I think probably in my late twenties, you start, especially in corporate America, you start meeting these people that are really successful and empowering Mm -hmm. and and you look at the one common denominator and they're all positive. Yeah. They all want to help others Uh win And then, you know, you start taking nuggets from, you know, I've had some really great bosses. I've had some really bad bosses. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of learning how I didn't want to be. Right. Not exactly knowing where I wanted to be, but knowing that I was tired of beating myself up. Uh And I was, I didn't want to be critical of others. I grew up, you know, my, my father was very critical of everyone from the way they looked, you know, everything was, if you weren't perfect, then you were, you know, Mm -hmm. he would let you know. Yeah. And, you know, again, I don't hold any will ill will towards him I really have love for him and I want him to be happy but you know growing up in that environment really taught me how I didn't want to be and and I knew that that made people feel bad and it made me feel bad Mm -hmm. so that wasn't empowering that wasn't a good place to be no like it wasn't to me fulfilling at all and I knew that as a little girl Mm -hmm. so I sort of Learned from negativity and turned it into a positive.
1: I mean, that's really impressive because that's usually not the case. Right? You usually kind of imitate what you see at home. I know that for me, and it is happening at a rapid pace now. I am turning into my dad. Wow. Well, I, I mean, am. Is tur- that a
2: bad thing though? Because like, <clears throat> so my stepdad also yeah. played a big part in that. Right? He came into my life when I was ten or eleven, at a very you know defining moment for me. And it was sort of a pivotal change because he's so positive and, you know, very intelligent. And he was so encouraging. Mm -hmm. So it was also kind of like the perfect, you know, timing. Timing was paramount for me and it really worked out. But my being like him was something I wanted to to strive to be. Mm -hmm. So is being like your dad a bad thing? Well, here's the thing. Um... I, I get
1: a, my quirkiness from my dad. My dad's real, just like a like he's amazing. He's like the number one person in my life. He's always had my back. Let me say that first and foremost. Yeah, because I thought you guys it. were really. Close. Oh yeah, I love my dad more than and anything. When Lemmy
2: did that interview, anything. I thought your dad seemed cool as my, shit.
1: My dad is very cool. He's very uh, knowledgeable. He's been through just a lot of shit. Um, but I get my quirkiness from him, and that's uh, a I think Bubba that's would, a good
2: thing. Though. As Bubba
1: would say, it's a triple edged sword. So does that make sense? Y- it it makes me spunky, but also it it makes me insane. And uh, what happens is, like my my father has o- OCD undiagnosed, but everyone has like little like. It's not like everybody wakes up, you know, and doesn't have a routine. It's like, how should I start my of day? Course. Should I, you know, go to work, brush my teeth? How do I do it? Obviously, we have a routine, but when it becomes. To the point where it's like if if something goes awry and it fucks up your whole day, like that's a problem. Like right. it, it shouldn't throw you off. Right. And my dad, especially as people get older and they live alone, they get really into the routine. Set in their ways. That like one thing that's out of place totally throws them off. They fucking lose their mind. And Is I remember. He that person? Yeah, I think just with age, people get more like that. Um, but you know, after the d- the divorce and my dad was like this when he was still with my mom, but especially after he got divorced, you just kind of, you have your own apartment, your own place, exactly how you want it. Did he
2: ever remarry?
1: <clears throat> no, no. Why? Did, did he ever date? Or yes. Have a girlfriend? He, he actually, he had a girlfriend for seven years. They just broke up like two months ago,
2: but he didn't have a girl. Oh, they, they got, didn't live together. They they got divorced, though, when you were later in life. I like... was 24. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... so did you know her? Did you yeah. like her? Yeah. She was a very sweet woman. What happened? Yeah.
1: They just, um, I don't think that they were as compatible as they thought. I think it's, like, the way that I look at relationships sometimes is, I'm looking for an exact shoe, right? I know yes, some people are. who are like, I wear a nine and a half, and they're just like, whatever nine and a half is, like, you're a nine and a half, I'll wear you today. And they, they just kind of make it work. I'm looking for something a little bit more specific. I think at the time that my dad got with this woman, he was just looking for company, and they just kind of, like, nothing was really wrong. And she's a nice woman. and But my dad's really quirky, and he is a bit more, I don't want to say code, codependent. He, he, she's way too independent to the point where it's almost a problem. Like so she could be like, I, I just want it- to do my own thing for a week and not see you. And my dad's like, what the fuck's the point of having a relationship? Like fair point. Okay. So after her just kind of being, uh, and I don't think she was meaning to be rude or anything. It's just, she, I don't think she's ever been married and she's lived alone like her entire life. So she doesn't know what it's like. It's almost like not having sibling. Like you don't know how to share. Right. <clears throat> where my dad was married for 30 years and just was like, okay, well this is what you do when you're in a relationship. And, Again, just different lifestyles, but again, no ill will like they ended amicably, but I'm, I'm realizing that things that are a bit out of place now, or if things don't go exactly my way, I throw an internal fit and I, and I'm like, that's not a healthy trait. And my OCD is ramping up, and again, it's it's one of those things where it's like a, it's like a wave where it goes, and flows, right? The, yeah, the Evans and flows or whatever Bubba says, you know, the <laughs> Bubba-isms But it, it, sometimes the volume gets really
2: turned up, and then it'll
1: come down, and then I'll Do be you like, you have
2: to literally talk yourself. So this is all yeah. an internal struggle. Yeah. Do you talk yourself off of a ledge, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna make sense of this and calm myself down. I'm acting like my dad when he gets freaked out, mm-hmm. or is it like an episode where you? physically and emotionally out you know like I have like out. a tantrum
1: or anything but I do I do engage in rituals that are like make no sense and can you tell me yes yeah checking my car light like to make sure the lights are off uh, uh, 50 times like it's insane making sure the door is locked making sure my the room my room is closed because we have my roommate has cats and they've been known to scratch shit. so i always look under the bed to make sure they're not under my bed and then i close the door and i make sure i can see two cats and then i make sure i can see two cats and then I make sure i can see it's how many times do you do this i mean until it feels right if you if you talk to anybody with ocd um, uh, they'll probably, yeah, they'll tell you like, it, there's just a certain point when it, it feels like it, it is done. It is completed and it could be two times. It could be 40 times. It could be 400 times. Um, and I, I've, I've, I've had OCD as long as I can remember. I, uh, my, the first thing that happened where my parents wanted to take me to a shrink was when I was six and Bubby, which was my grandmother, she uh, would like to kiss me on the cheek, but she gave very like wet kisses. Ugh. And um, I, I guess I've just always been a germaphobe. Both my parents are kind yeah, of freakish too. about it. And you learn, you see something, you see dad freaking the fuck out. You know, if there's a, sh- a shoe on a chair and he's fucking scrubbing it down. I mean, my I remember growing up, my dad would buy c- boxed cereal and like be putting it under water for like a second, like to wash the, the cardboard. Box? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's just like what you, you like wash. I'm like, no, you don't fucking wash cardboard. Yeah. Just
2: stuff that's a little I mean, I'm OCD much. when it comes to cleanliness. Um, a bit like, so I can, I'm not judging by any means, but I have, you know, if, if I can't sleep at night, if my house is dirty, Mm -hmm. like if you come home from a vacation and it's three o'clock in the morning and I know I have a meeting at eight o'clock and I can't miss it. I can't go to bed unless I'm fully unpacked, Mm -hmm. unless everything's put away, unless everything is neat, like to the point where it's kind of a problem. Um, I have the same thing with going, um, bare, I will not go barefoot around. Mm-hmm. because I have to wash my feet incessantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my mom I think kind of screwed me up with that like you come in from playing wash your feet yeah you can't have dirty feet yep. so now I'm almost programmed obs- yeah yeah like my family mm-hmm. makes fun of me I it's like I have to wear saw so- that cleanliness is next to godliness so mm-hmm. I've gotta I have some of those um so I I get what you're saying um, in in certain ways, but I want to know some other rituals. And then when I you said you feel like you're turning into your dad, and you're having this internal struggle, and that sometimes you're a hater, but then you don't want to be like that.
1: Oh, um, is my dad a hater? I mean, not anymore. I was more just talking about like the the rituals, and if something is if something's out of, out of whack, do you freak out? Yeah, what's a
2: trigger for you?
1: Um, I mean now. <sighs> everything even just like when I'm going to eat dinner because I'm like well because the more I learn the more I learn about like because I've gotten into intermittent fasting I'm like okay I gotta I can't be eating any like if I go to bed at 10 I can't eat past like six or seven so if I go beyond that time I start to freak out. I'm like I'm not going to sleep well because I'm learning all the science, right? You're not going to digest. So I freak myself out to the point where I cannot be present so you have at some paralysis
2: points. through overanalysis. Yes. You already determine the end. The doom and gloom right. before it happens. And I just go, Ana, you you
1: stressing out about it is worse than the bad digestion that you'll have Without in the middle of the doubt. night. Just you gotta freaking, let it go.
2: just trying to so chill. When you leave for work, and if you get to work and you're like, oh, I didn't close the door and the cat might be in there, can you not have a good show? Does stuff like that happen? I've, I've, been better at compartmentalizing things but
1: I'm so thorough with my checking beforehand that I know that it's it, it is done but yes that will throw me off for example a couple weeks ago I went out with some girlfriends and I parked my car it was like right it was like the uber showed up and I parked my car in a place that was questionable like I could have gotten a ticket I thought about it the whole day
2: and you couldn't have fun
1: and so I texted one of the girls boyfriends and I asked. I just said, "Hey, can you check on my car?" He ended up moving it. I didn't know that, so I was totally fine half the day, and it was fun. And everything was good. He moved my car. It was great. But I thought up until about that it, point. even drunk. Like I was like, "Once I start drinking, I'll I'll snap out of it." This fucking OCD brain would not
2: shut off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let it go, uh, dude. got to do. You've got to somehow figure out a way that's going to work for you where you're able to enjoy life. Why paralyze yourself? Like exactly, cuz it's I'm
1: either worried about something that happened and wish it was different or worrying about something in the future what, what does and not being present. What, nothing.
2: Right? And I know that. How does it serve you? Not at all. And does it change the outcome? Nope. So you got to it it. I can't tell
1: you how many times I've gone through that mantra in my head like but then it's with the OCD, it's not only obsessive compulsive behaviors, but it's also obsessive thoughts. So you get yourself in a loop. Oh, of course. And you can't get out of it until you feel like the... At least for me, it's the similar thing as with a, with a ritual. You you have to think about it until you feel like you've solved it. Like, until you're done thinking about it. It's really hard to explain, sort of. It's definitely not healthy. And it's getting worse. And I, and I don't know if it's like... I feel like it wasn't as bad when I was, like, in a relationship. Because then there's some things that are just... You have to... compromise with other people and you can't have everything your way exactly the way you want it when you want to do it and i think that was healthy
2: but do you think maybe since think about what you just said the ocd is getting worse do you think that could be prohibiting you from being in a relationship with somebody because
1: certainly because now it's like i'm comfortable with the way that things are even though it's stressful but
2: it's the devil i know right and so, um, but you're literally stunting your growth. Yeah, I know. And then your body follows your mind. Yeah. So if you start playing all of these games in your head, mm-hmm. and you know this, oh my God, my car, I'm not, you know, this the worst case. You always go to that worst case scenario. It's my favorite game to play. But here's the thing, and I
1: have such good insight that I'll even be like, Anna, you don't live in fucking Afghanistan. Like right. that's What's that's worst you that can, can walk like, so what you have to pay 40 bucks, like who cares? And then I go, you're right. You're right. And then, I'll, and I'll be fine for like an hour and then it'll come back. I'm like, what the fuck? So what,
2: when you say it's getting worse, are there certain areas where it's getting worse or just in general overall? Across
1: with- the board. Okay. I, I think just with time management, with sleep, I'll, I'll try to get to bed a little bit earlier. And I'm like, I could, I'll, t- for example, I'll be like, I could have gone bed, gone to bed 20 minutes ago, but I didn't. So then I just think about it, I'm like, why didn't you go? Then I'll punish myself. But then I stay up later. And then I get mad that I, it's just this never ending cycle. It is so counterproductive. So it's something that I'm trying to, to work on and be present and, and practice mantras. And I listen to a lot of Mel Robbins. I don't Good. know if you know, that. Yes. I love,
2: love, love her.
1: Yes. I, I you should to
2: download the-, the app Calm. I've heard about it's that. It's very it's it's amazing. It really is. Really? It, it's a game changer. It's and it helps done. Me, I meditate every day and I meditate with the app, Calm. Okay. And it has different meditation practices and you know what it
0: Passion, drive, and patience. And get the plan shipped to your door for free. You got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba.
2: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. How are you feeling? If you're feeling anxious, it will guide you into different. Um, okay, you know, uh, that it's, is it's,
1: definitely getting done because I've heard you're now the second person to mention it.
2: It's great. Okay. I, I recommended it to my mom.
1: You Listen, you and Tarek turned me on to Dave Asprey. Guess mm-hmm. who's his number one fan now? You. Uh, me.
2: Number two, maybe, or three. Yeah. Well, I, we can all share that. <laughs> right? We don't have to stress over it. I fucking love that yeah, guy. he's amazing. Yeah, so that's just kind of the,
1: the mental struggle. But it, it's one of those things, and I remember when the first time I got help for it, I was 20 years old, question mark? About 20 years old. And I remember crying to a, a counselor. I'd never seen a therapist or anything before. And I just said, like, I've been played with this since I can remember. And the thing that scared me is, I I was always kind of a little offbeat. And I remember crying to her and saying, I w- I want this to be gone, but it's so interwoven with my. Personality. I don't know where the OCD ends and my personality begins. So I thought if I got rid of my OCD completely, which you never really do, no. But if I did, you deal with. I it. I thought that it would take away like that was part of my like I didn't know what my personality At was. Twenty, you were
2: thinking this,
1: yeah? Because when you when you're when it's like a psychological thing, if you're anxious or depressed or OCD, and I was always kind of quirky and and kind of funny and silly and stuff like that. So I just thought that if I got rid of the OCD, that I was also upset cuz I didn't want to lose my spunkiness. So I didn't know cuz it's literally like locked like this, you In know? In your
2: eyes it is, but you're a prisoner. Mm-hmm. You are literally holding yourself prisoner. First of all, you're always going to be funny. You're you're very intelligent, so that's ingrained. You can't mm-hmm. you can't not be funny. Right. And, if, and th- if you give yourself a break, you can't not be funny if you allow yourself to be happy and let your guard down and not worry. Like worry is worry will kill you. Yes, It serves absolutely zero purpose. Uh I mean, if you let that go, I think if anything, your intelligence and, and your, um, you know, your sense of humor, I think all of that would be actually amplified in a good way because you're no longer, you're letting, you're able to breathe. Yeah, And listen, nothing is sexier than confidence. And when you can let that you know, that mental, these mental gymnastics you're playing with yourself, when you can let that go and just be present, and it's so freeing. Yeah. You, you stop, you know, giving a fuck what people think. Mm-hmm. You start enjoying yourself. You give yourself permission to be human. You don't beat yourself up over over if the cat got in the room. What's yeah. the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. He scratches a comforter or, or whatever. Like, once you start thinking, or, or once you meet people that have, Real world problems like I'll give you here's something get stressed out over work or something stupid, you know, I'm human. I'll still have these thoughts. And then I get a call from my college best friend, who's a physical therapist, genius, brilliant. She lives in D.C. Her husband is thirty nine and he was just diagnosed with stage three pancreatic cancer. And I'm like, I'm sitting here stressed out over a meeting and this 39-year-old for his life. who who has two, they have two young kids. Oh, she had kids late in life. She has like a six-year-old and a 10-year-old and they're going to lose their dad. And he's 39, in great shape, doesn't drink, doesn't like the pillar of health. Yeah. And I'm worried about a stupid meeting. Like, so it's also perspective. Once you start looking at things and again, a gratitude journal, being grateful for waking up. Yeah. You know, being grateful for having our friendship for, you know, just silly things. It's all about perspective. And, you know, you start thinking about, okay, I'm going to beat myself up and be miserable all day over where I parked my car. And this guy is probably not going to be around in six months. Right. Like you've got to start having that perspective but here's the here's
1: the thing it, and i've done all of that i i go through the whole like you be happy you have legs that right. work i swear to god I, it gets on that level and i and I'm it told, should but it's it's and what i've been told is like it's literally a disease so it it's hard to fight it's not you being ungrateful or something like that but here's the thing that 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 Throws a wrench in that as I go, yeah, you know, I'm so grateful I don't have stage three cancer. I'm so grateful I have legs that work. And then I go, wow. I can't even handle this. Right. Like I got no backbone. I got nothing on my side. Like I got no grit. I can't believe I can't. And then I beat myself up over not even. It's like you, you normal shame yourself. You're like, I can't even deal with this. And that person is so magnificent. Right. Like I don't. there's this one guy that I follow. His name is like Nix. It's something fucking Italian. The, the motherfucker has one arm and no legs. And he's just like, He's a bodybuilder. I've, I've seen him. Do you know? He's, I think he's, he's a local guy.
2: Amazing. He has. It looks like a finger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he gives talks, and he's just like, "I feel bad for you because you have a shitty mindset." And I'm like, "What the? F-? It's like, Pff. right?" And I'm like, right. "That guy is doing shit, right?" And I'm worried about a parking ticket. Right, right. Like, and then I normal shame myself because I'm like, well, "Wow, I can't all, handle anything."
2: You brought up a great point. Shame. We mm-hmm. all do it. Yeah, we're all guilty. I know you've heard of this. Is corny, but Brene Brown. She does all a TED talk on shame. It's phenomenal. She's a great author, too. Really, really talented. Um, you know, you, that's a never, never, never ending game. Mm-hmm. It's and a losing never, battle. It's, it's a losing battle. It's wasted energy. You know, I think that's also goes with, you know, shaming other people for whatever it is. You know, I might think internally, like if somebody's into some weird shit, Inside. Like what? And I'm like, uh, um, that's really weird, but I don't want to make them feel bad about it. Uh-huh. Like, okay, that's that, that's their life and they're choosing it. So right. that's not on me, but you got to give yourself the same, you know, break. It's not like you're always going to be struggling. Like, and just, I think also these people that are like, Oh, I'm so positive and my life is great. And I, I try to be like that, but I'm human. I have bad days. I get stressed mm-hmm. out, you know, just understanding that. Everyone's life that you think is great isn't. Everyone's struggling. Yes. Everyone has their shit. Everyone has, you know, issues. Everyone's has unhappiness. Everyone has stress. And and being able to give yourself a break and realize that it's not the bigger, better deal. Just because these people posted this shit online and, you know, they say, wake up and be positive. You know, and, oh, and I don't as buy I tell you second. that, too, yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, just allow yourself to be happy yeah. and try to give yourself some... Some breathing room. And it's not an overnight. It's not, you know, you should feel bad because you struggle with it. I think we all do. I think more people are just vocal and and have more courage to be vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really showing strength when you're like, yep, I don't have all this worked out. I struggle every day. That actually makes you more likable, I think, than without a doubt, within people who are like, this is my
1: perfect morning machine. Yes. Even in leadership, we learn
2: like, be transparent. Let your. Let your team know, like when you're having a bad day, or or if you're upset over something. Like, don't be a robot. That's uh-huh. a turn off mm-hmm. in any personal business, you know, professional, whatever. Don't be a robot. Right. But give yourself a break.
1: That is one of the the best compliments I get because I don't get very many um, from the what? chat. From the ch- not from you, but I'm saying from the you know just the people that listen to the show and 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 essentially pay my my paycheck. The one. C- I wouldn't even call it a compliment, but the one descriptor that they use that I really like is they say I'm really relatable. Yes. Well, and I, think that's I like a huge that compliment. a lot. I, I really like that. Cause I don't want, you know, obvi- I'm not a model and that's fine. And I, I don't want anyone to, you're not
2: trying to be though. You're not wanting like, right. your cervix all over the <laughs> internet and trying to say, Hey, I'm hot. That's true. And Oh my God. This is what I do. not hating on people that do that, but right. you, you're not, you're not pretending. No,
1: but if I can just be like, I, cause I know how helpful it was when I saw my first, um, OCD commercial. Cause when, before I went to a doctor for it, I just thought it was, I'm weird. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. Absolutely. And when I saw like this commercial and I remember it was like in sepia, you know, it, like, <laughs> That's the craziest it, name. it was, it, no, it was like in sepia and it like it, the colors, you know what I mean? And it was two guys on a bike and it's like, do you obsessively wash your hands? And I was like, You're, like, huh? And they're like, do you have obsessive thoughts? I was like, what? I was, I was maybe 12 or 13. It's like, do you fucking do this? You do you check the door a thousand that? times? Yes. And I remember seeing that and I go, and they go, you may, may, may have obsessive compulsive disorder. And I went, holy shit. It's like a thing. You're like, oh my God, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. I just thought it was me. I didn't know that it was a thing. And once I realized it was a thing, that was so helpful and useful that it was now a thing. That's awesome. That's like pretty fucking common. I mean, Very. it's on a spectrum like most things, but. Um, it, it's a thing. And that was really fucking pivotal. And I remembered that moment for the rest of my life. Now, if someone, you know, if I'm doing weird shit at home and I share that on the air and people go, fuck, I do really weird shit like that at home, you know, and and people are like, OK, and, and just to be open about it. And like you said, transparent about it. I think people like the fact that they can kind of relate Without to the, who you are and, and that I'm not playing a character on the rate. I'm not. You know, I'm not a, a top 40 hit right. where it's like, oh, God, yeah, I went to the Screen. It's like, say, cool. I went to Bingham. Right. Oh I'm my like, God. fuck. My and I did this. Yeah, and- I'm like, I had an obsessive thought for 20 right. minutes and right. I was, you know, running in circles and <laughs> touching a door 50 times, you right. know, right. that's kind of crazy. But some people can go, fuck, I do that
2: shit, too. I mean, you've got to have these conversations because then, you know, people understand that they're not alone and that you're being real, you're vulnerable, you're expressing yourself, you're not a robot. And hey, this like it or not, these are my struggles. You know, I want to have fun on the air. I want to, you know, cut up and not take shit too serious. But this is what I struggle with. I Mm -hmm. mean, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, good. Good. I'm glad because that I think
2: that's a huge compliment saying you're relatable. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, um that's attractive Mm -hmm. very Uh, attractive
1: yes because i'm also i'm drawn to people online where um like they're relatable or they're they're kind of like here's the thing i can tell the difference between like a feigned flaw like when people show like they're like oh my god my nails are like so gross and they're like not like something that's benign like that but when people like really like are very honest about like how gross they look in the morning before they put on makeup. And I'm like, I'm like a girl. Thank you for that. Yeah,
2: Because who the fuck wakes up looking
1: like an Instagram (laughs) model? Right, right. Who wakes up, puts on makeup and then gets back in bed to be like,
2: yeah, "Ah!" like what was that movie? Bridesmaids. Did you ever see that? Yes. She gets up early and then, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed, but I've done that before. (laughs) When I've like hooked up (laughs) back in the day. Oh my God. You got up early to get ready. Yeah. And then got back in bed absolutely wow okay just like that movie okay and I was with a guy that was just as big of an asshole as that guy so you're then, really
1: related to that moment oh my god yeah. I've done that
2: so many times so many in times? my 20s and uh, then yeah. I, can't you know, I hit 30 and then I'm like wait a minute this, this doesn't matter like why in the hell would I give a shit if anyone saw me without makeup uh-huh. like do you know how ridiculous that is because you can only what put lipstick on a pig it's still a pig. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm owning it, right? I'm not again yeah. not trying to be an Instagram model, mm-hmm. but it was so ridiculous that you know, I finally and again, I'm not I'm not too ashamed to admit. Yeah, I've I've done stupid shit in in my 20s trying to impress people that if if they don't like this, then you know, sorry, I ain't got yeah. nothing else for you. Yeah, it's not it's not worth your time or anything like
1: that. Yeah, and, but and, I've done that. It's uh, embarrassing. Of course, of course. And what I've learned, and it's one of those things that you, like, you know, but you really don't feel until probably you're a little bit older, but, like, how sexy confidence is. Oh. Even with, like, even with yourself, and I do it all the time with, you know, faking it till I make it sort of a thing. And I go, Anna, even if you're feeling not confident, like, it's gross. So just pretend like you are, and then you actually do gain confidence. Without a doubt, you trick
2: yourself. You do. You trick yourself. When I'm giving, like, if I'm giving a lecture or something at a conference, I'm scared as shit to get Mm -hmm. up in front of a bunch of physicians or CEOs. I'm, like, you know, fairly new to this game. Like, but they wouldn't know it. Uh You know, I'm like, oh, my God, why the hell would they want to hear from my daughter?
1: Right, imposter syndrome. Yes,
2: like, I'm like, oh, you know, everyone goes through it. Yeah. And uh, I have a girl, um, a friend of mine who's very, very, who I'm close with and I've worked with in the past. And she is so, oh, God, what do I want to say? She struggles with confidence, as we all do. Sure. But it's to the point, and she's single. Or it's crippling. And it's crippling, and it's uncomfortable. And I've had to give, like, little pep talks, like, We were at a business dinner once and the guy that we were, we were having dinner with, it was a vendor and he was very good looking, but just a cool guy, you know, like just really cool guy down to earth. And, you know, we're, we're joking. I was bitching about how I got up at five and he went to the gym. I'm like, me too. I did legs and you know we're yucking it up and she's a little overweight and whatever she's beautiful she's smart she's got it going on but she doesn't know it yeah and so we're just kind of yucking it up and she's like oh yeah and here I am some big fat blob you know she's just constantly (laughs) taking a shit and I I love self-deprecating humor first and foremost so I'm not trying to be hypocritical because I really if I gotta laugh but it's gotta be funny right and it's gotta be and, and it's not funny and it's uncomfortable and And then she's like, you know, I meant that you guys just all want tits on a stick and twigs. And, you know, I've gained 30 pounds during COVID and and no guy would want to be with me. And I'm like, yeah, because of the way you act. I said that to her. And so we got in the car. I'm like, don't you realize confidence is the sexiest thing? And, you know, a woman who might not be perfect looking or might not have a beautiful body or whatever, but if she feels good. Feels good about herself and is having a good time and is a good person and confident. That's way sexier than a dime piece that doesn't have a brain. Yeah. I'm like, don't don't do that. And she's mm. like, well, you self-deprecate. I go, yeah, but it's funny and I'm laughing. Mm. You're not laughing, right? And it was uncomfortable. And, and he, I hate you could when tell. Do that. And he was like, he, they have a history. Like he really likes her. They they've been associates. Like he really cares about. And you could see like he didn't like that. And here he's like, looks like Bradley Cooper. I'm not joking, and you could tell he was turned off by it. You yeah, know? of course. Kind of, we're like laughing it off, and I'm like, and he's like, stop. Men don't like that shit. No, no, not at all. And it was funny
1: because, like, so went on a date, probably about I don't know. It was. It's been a while, two and a half, three months ago, something like that, with a guy and. Like, I'm being 100% honest, I was batting out of my league. I remember you telling me about him. I was him. fucking... No, I don't think I told you about this one. The real hot guy? Uh, There was another one. Okay. Yeah. This was, one was this the hot, hot
2: guy you made out with?
1: Okay, oh, maybe I did tell you. You did tell okay, me. Okay, maybe I did tell you. So, yeah, so I was patting myself on the back, like, just, like, bagging, just going on Girl, a date. Girl, you
2: made out with him. No, but this is, this is,
1: like, when I first saw him, right? So we meet up and I go, oh... Fuck like, nice, but I'm like, but then you start to get in your head. Cause then you're like, shit, like I'm not matching, you know? And I go, Hey, and I, this is when, you know, all the self development, I go, Hey, it, even if you f- you're you feeling insecure and you want to like be kind of like your, your friend who's r- calling right. herself a blob. Or right. you're like, yeah, well, I'm not. I don't have this and I don't have that. I go, nobody thinks that's attractive. That's, right. no, that's gross. He's not going to like that. You're not going to like that. I'm like, just fucking act like you're the hottest girl in the room. It, and I fucking did. And you, and you made out with him. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. So, and he never called me again. Um, pretty much. Which is fine. It was a great night. I left it at that. It's a great night. I think Left he it in did.
2: I think he did contact you.
1: He did, but it was like you know, it fucking bull. It, I, it's he was going through a divorce, right? And I'm looking for something, and he's
2: looking for a piece of ass. Of and course, knew it. Yes, I, I, that's I, cool. I, I Girl, suspected. You scored your confidence. You know, think about how you won that night. I
1: did. I did. I was just like, listen, but here's the thing. I got exactly what I wanted, right? I didn't go home with him. I wanted things you to could be have. a certain I no, it certainly could have, but I wanted things to be a certain way and they weren't the way that I wanted them, so you walk away from the situation. You always have the option to walk away. And
2: I appreciate that. Like you Gabby
1: Petito. But anyways, that's Ooh. I know you don't want to talk about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a drama. Yeah, but it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I just it's, it's exhausting because of all the speculation. Right. And the guy's a scumbag. His parents helped him, and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm it is and uh we're going to have to
1: end it there cuz i i know you got to get going Dude. i got to go get choked out um that sounds like a good time to coming to not my house not, right? i know i wish it was a sexual thing but i i started taking a brazilian jiu jitsu that's awesome so um i'm i'm trying to learn something new which is really fucking cool because i feel like you know i don't want to say you at props my for age doing that man but i i feel like something that i've always liked about myself is i was i've always been willing to try and do new things and i started noticing you know, a couple of years ago that you kind of stopped You're kind of when COVID started, sure. I was just like that. Eh, and you get in your routine and you don't want to do anything that like makes you really uncomfortable. And I go, but you know, that's where the growth happens on it. You know, I started knocking on my brain and I go, I've been wanting to try this for a while. I've been uh, a pussy about it because I'm going to have to be a fucking beginner. Start from, you know, letter A. Very humbling. First step, very humbling experience. And And very vulnerable in front of strangers. Absolutely, ass beat on a mat. Absolutely, but you know what? I just every time the first couple times, which were hard. Now it's like I know a face or two, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" That's cool. But. I the first probably three or four times I was like you get props for going right you, you just don't worry about door. you get props for walking in the yep. door don't worry about doing anything and people know people are all there to learn right and nobody cares and everyone, about you everyone e- is caring exactly. about their own
2: experience you exactly. just finish my sentence and exactly everyone was where you were at some point
1: absolutely and even if they're not they're just like I'm worried about my moves right. and me getting better no no I don't give a fuck about this no person i's trying I don't to know. check out your form unless it's your no. instructor of course and they're just trying to help you. Right. So I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you. Yay. It's it's been it's been really it's been really fun. So, um hopefully we'll get some some footage from that sometime soon hopefully. and you'll be seeing it on the uh the Bubba Army YouTube channel. But Tara, thank you so much. Thanks, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Right Bye. on. Bye.